Typical 16. Without a car, you can't get to work without catching two buses for a two-hour ride each way. Forget about trips to the west side to visit your high school girlfriend. And the punchline is that without insurance, you owe the total outstanding amount of your car loan immediately. The answer to the vexing problem appears in the classified ads of the campus newspaper, an ad about striking it rich working on a fish boat in Alaska. But the ad is really just to sell you a directory of 800 numbers for ships and canneries, and you have to do the legwork. But you plunk down the 20 bucks anyway and start making the long-distance calls from the switchboard at American Continental after everyone else has left for the day. All the jobs are taken, have been promised since early in the semester, but then one offers to hire you if you can be at Sky Harbor Airport that night. A ticket will be waiting for you at the counter, and in a desperate few hours, you call your high school girlfriend to tell her that you're leaving and have one of your fellow runners drive you to your apartment to pack a bag and then to a barber shop to have your head shaved, quitting your job without notice, your bewildered family and high school girlfriend meeting you at the airport that night. When you say goodbye, you have no idea when you'll return. The first leg of the flight to Salt Lake City is like hurtling through a decompression chamber, the stress of your recent problems releasing so that you fall into a deep sleep. On the second leg from Salt Lake to Anchorage, Alaska, and with some solid sleep, you realize that you might have made a huge mistake as you climb aboard the third leg, the puddle jumper that will ferry you from Anchorage to Dutch Harbor, the village in the Aleutian Islands where your boat awaits. The propellers on the puddle jumper are so loud you can't think, and the cabin is cold and you try to stay focused on all the money you'll make, enough to buy back things as they were. The landing strip at the airport in Dutch Harbor is barely that, the terminal not much more than a shack, and the two Norwegian fishermen sent by the ship to pick you up don't speak English, so your panic-induced pantomime about a tragedy back home and how you must return immediately falls untranslated. And after you receive the news that your bag hasn't come through, you squeeze between the fishermen on the bench of the old Ford pickup truck and cruise the harbor of ships gearing up for the sea, the ships becoming smaller and smaller as you go until you reach yours, the smallest among them, and you're awarded a matching blue tracksuit with the words Dutch Harbor, Alaska stenciled in yellow down the right leg as clothes until your bag can be found. You're instructed to help load the supplies stacked on the dock for the journey. Men of substance, both fictional, like Jay Gatsby, and real, like Charlie Keating, have about them the myth of the self-made man. And you buck in under this pretense. The money earned over the summer will be more than you've ever made in your life. And you'll use it as seed money to reinvent yourself when you return to Phoenix, a dream that is quickly deferred, when the ship's captain tells you your job is not on the line, where cutters who gut the day's catch are entitled to 1% of the haul each time the boat docks, but in the kitchen, as the cook's assistant, and at an hourly wage significantly below what Charlie Keating was paying you, the wood-paneled boat quickly becomes a floating tomb, and you spend the first two days at sea in the cabin you share with the government inspector, 
whose job it is to ensure that the boat is catching only the type of fish each season allows, the windowless cabin enveloped in a fetid stench. Finally, the captain appears in the swaying doorway to tell you that you need to start contributing, and you spend all day in the galley working with the cook, who plays the appliances tightly strapped to the counter like a maestro, though the meals are marginally better than prison food, albeit more plentiful. You're surprised to learn that you're on trash duty, which consists of grabbing up all the bags of trash and heaving them over the side of the boat. The captain and crew sit at a wooden table on one side of the kitchen and the rest of you at another, under the television wired to an old VHS machine. The only two movies are Teen Wolf 2 and a mob movie with Sean Connery and Dustin Hoffman and Matthew Broderick, and without wondering why and how the movies found their way on board, you watch them in a heavy rotation during the downtime between meals when the cook rests in his cabin. You've been listening to Typical of the Times, Growing Up in the Culture of Spectacle by Jamie Clark, author of the memoir, Poor Man's Gatsby. Gatsby.